This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) Paul, what is this? (laughs) What? What is this? That's a great question. You wanted Christmas bangers. That's yes. Christmas. This is not it a was banger. T- it was titled Feliz Navidad, and that's why I played it for Paul, but we this might have to This is not Feliz Navidad. Yeah. 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 You didn't it sounds like Paul this, trying to play Feliz Navidad on, <laughs> on the harmonica. harmonica. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, it's a Paul Aspen like, original. Yeah, right. How like, many like Feliz Navidads did you find? I think this, I mean, this was the what the one I believe there's one more. Oh, is there another one? That Maybe. was really released in two seconds. It really what? was? I had oh, no that idea was that was supposed song. to be. Allegedly. Yeah, at first I thought it was. I was like, wait, is it? And then I was like, yes. And I chose this for all of us. And Sounds like nothing like I'm it. I'm sorry. We're, well, this is a fantastic way to kick off the final hour of BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Uh, while you guys were looking up Pornhub and all that stuff, I was actually doing real investigative work, real investigative work, asking Chelsea if he is ba- if she is backing the Jets against the Dolphins, and yeah. she said she has no play on the game. So I guess we can't have fun with that anymore. That's too bad. So yes, gosh, two duds to start uh, hour number three. Uh, oh, they 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 told me that you said that me and Aaron don't know who Pavarotti is. Wasn't that Jake? I, yeah, I said that was one hundred percent Jake. Oh, yeah, this thought. was definitely oh, Jake's yeah. fault. Dang, no, I didn't say Aaron. He's bus tossed. What is yeah. this slander? No, I yeah. didn't. No, What's, I said someone in the happen? group didn't know who Luciano Pavarotti was, and I didn't say everybody. Oh. Who was the third said, tenor? You were Placido. Placido, Placido Domingo. Domingo is the second. Oh, the third. I always forget the third. Yeah. Placido Polanco. Yeah, he's the second. Tenor. Yeah. <laughs> Polanco. Placido Domingo. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, how old were you in 2007, Jake? I mean, that's Seven. when he I was died. T- okay, I was 10. Yeah, I mean, there, there's no real reason Jake would know him. Right? <laughs> Thank well, you, Aaron. History is very important. Uh, the history of the opera. Oh, I didn't rip them. Yeah, you know, I'm and really... like, my I mom's gotta, a music teacher. I gotta start hitting those books. Yeah, in a big opera stand, but yeah, it's kind of a tough, tough one. All right, fine. Go, go look up <laughs> Madam Butterfly, learn all about operas, and come back to us. It's a tough one. 
What did you just say, Mom? Like, I really don't care about what you have no, this passion I just, for? No, I don't know how much, like, <laughs> opera history I would be able to I don't know any part Wisdom would be able to impart, and, like, I grew up with it, so. Sure. All right, how many of you guys have been to an opera? I never have, so. never will. Yeah, uh, I think I, I probably think... have. I've even no. flown to Philadelphia once to go see an opera. True story. Not even if you had what? my family at gunpoint. Oh, culture, Jake. <laughs> I love it. Then the portfolio. What, yeah, but my portfolio is doing just fine. Thank you. Too double bad. Opera, Philadelphia. Nope. I had a great time. Hey. It was wonderful. Look at the map. All right. Plenty, you know. What was it again? Philadelphia is perfectly oh. fine. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm good. I'm going to Philly. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Yeah, great <laughs> opera scene there. Been... Famously, great opera scene. It's wonderful. We don't want you. Uh, Stay in Chicago. Yeah. I find... uh, shall we put a bow on Cowboys Bills here? Because uh, I had a couple Please of props do. I wanted to ask you guys about. Because <laughs> I get that, like, CeeDee Lamb is sort of the guy in this passing game for the Cowboys. But I'm curious, is there another receiver that maybe we should be backing in a spot like this? Like, maybe the Bills' defense, yeah, it stinks because they have so many injuries, but maybe they know how to contain Lamb. They just can't contain some of the other guys. And so maybe this is a Brandon Cooks game. Maybe it's a Michael Gallup game. I'm seeing his number at over 16.5 receiving yards. I don't think he's fallen into oblivion just yet. I would probably back that. But what do you guys think as far as that or maybe another prop? Uh, yeah, I'm not. I don't know. It's 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 tough. If you're not going lamb, which one are you going to land on? It's mm-hmm, it's always yeah. a challenge with me. Like if I'm going props with the offense, the guy that gets all the red zone targets or most of them is Ferguson. Like that's a guy I would I would consider uh, as well. And yeah, that secondary is beat up. So where would you go? Mm-hmm. Like if Hyde is not going to be out there too, um, God, every level of that defense just. Has so many injuries. Uh, I, I'm guessing you're you're saying Cooks because that's a guy because of the lower number that you've you've landed on in the past, right? Mm-hmm. So Cooks, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, with, with Cooks, I think it's just like the next guy, right? Like he's wide receiver too. He's meant to be, and so I think that makes a whole lot of sense. I actually like Cooks over three and a half receptions more than I like his mm-hmm. receiving prop. Three and a half, there's even a two and a half, or there was, if this is right on bet stamp. Three and a half receptions. He could go over that mm-hmm. four, five, five, five or six times this season. Okay. That makes sense. Um, anything else here, or are we ready to move on? Um, not. I mean, what's the Josh Allen interception? It's got to be ridiculous at this point, right? It's minus 155 for a yes. It's a nine-game streak. Does it continue? Yeah. I, I think, it, I think in this situation, like, uh, you probably are expecting Allen to find wherever Deron Bland is on the field and just go in that direction. But mm-hmm. Bland will get a pick every now and again. He's probably pretty good for that, if nothing else. <laughs> like, he's very much a feast or famine kind of defensive back. That's probably who will stag set interception, I would have believed, right? Yeah. Yeah. The other prop that I was looking at, and it's juice to like minus 160. I mean, you've got to go back to October 16th to look at a time where Dak didn't go over one and a half passing touchdowns. 
it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Is the juice what pretty is- high on that one? It's minus one sixty. Yeah, it's pretty but, high. Yeah. I look. I mean, it, it does feel like maybe it's matchup based, or because of what what we've seen recently. If we think this is a game that does get into the fifties, like the total is suggesting there, like fifty in the hook right now. Bills receivers, you're getting at a bit of a discount. Like Diggs' number is down into the sixties. Kincaid's in the thirties. Gabe Davis in the thirties. If they're going to be in this game, if you're buying, if you're buying Bills right now, and that they're going to hang, they're probably going to have to light up that scoreboard, and some of those guys should fly over that. Mm-hmm. No, I think that makes sense. All right, let's move on now. A uh, couple of West Coast games that are uh, perhaps stinkers, but uh, they're still worth backing in some way, I suppose. We'll start with the Commanders and the Rams. LA six and a half point favorites with a total of 50 and a half. It's the offense we've come to know and love. The LA Rams, Sean McVay doing wonderful things. Matt Stafford still looking fantastic. What are we to do here? Another uh, game with the totals in the 50s, and I get it. Uh, it was much more appetizing earlier in the week when we we're, you know, around that uh, 48 mark. Uh, now it's been bet all the way up to uh, 50. I see 50 and a half. And I understand if you're backing Washington, this is going to be a high scoring affair. You, you know, just think about that Rams aerial attack going against this uh, putrid commander secondary commanders coming off the bye in this one. Don't know if Robinson is going to be out there. Not that big of a deal because you have Gibson. He should be fine. Um, I, man, six, we're out, out to six and a half. It was an impressive loss that we saw last week uh, against the Ravens. They're in the mix for the playoffs. And the, the Rams are on the outside looking in for the moment. This is a massive game for them. They got to take care of business. Uh, I know you guys are on the opposite side. I think the commanders can score. I think they're, they can hang with them. So I've just been going back and forth. Do you go commanders plus six and a half or do you go over? The, the number on the total is getting so high. I don't know that I'd go there. Not one of my favorite plays, but if I'm making a play in this game, I'd go Washington. Mm-hmm. Ron Rivera off the bye? What are those numbers? <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't read. That's funny. I, um, the Rams I trust be, I, it's about the enemy. It's about them yeah. scoring enough. For me, I agree. I mean, they can score. Sam Howell can put up some good passing yards. The Rams did keep it close against a very good Ravens team. And the commander's offensive line is garbage. We talk about how bad their defense is. Their offensive line stinks, too. Uh, So, yeah, I'll be on the Ravens. Minus six and a half. I mean, the Rams. I'm sorry. The Rams? (laughs) The Ravens. (laughs) The Rams. Ravens home stadium. It's so fun. Yes, they just have um, too many weapons. I don't know. I I have a hard time backing the Commanders here. I I do too. I I do too. I I think in large part, and Joe, I'm going to push back on this idea that Washington can score here because I think the Sam Howell sacks thing is still yeah. a thing. It really hasn't gone away, even though like every now and again, we may have a little bit of hope, but this might be a vintage Aaron Donald contest. I would not be surprised if he just goes nuts and mm-hmm. turns back the clock in a, in a contest like this one, because you look at Sam Howell's sack rate over the last four games, 
and 10.3. These are not good numbers, boys and girls. Not at all. And other than the Cowboys game, Howell has not been blitzed at higher than a 22% clip. So defenses are not throwing out a fifth pass rusher against him. They feel like that the four or three can still sack him, and they largely have. So if this is going to continue with perhaps the goat of pass rushers and Aaron Donald, I, I just don't know how Howell's going to be able to stay upright long enough for them to score enough points. Like I'm probably yeah. likelier to bet an under here because I think, uh, you know, I believe it was John Daigle who believed that it's going to be about Kyron Williams. Once this game mm-hmm. is in hand, that's probably how I think this is going to go. Okay. All right, we'll see. Um, the, the sacks, those sack rates are actually good for him. <laughs> By Howell standards, when you're going from six down to three, uh, that's a, and that's what we've been seeing lately. It's actually improving. Not saying it's a good number, but it, it was right. so bad in the first half of the season. It's actually uh, getting a little bit better. Mm-hmm. No, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> it couldn't have been worse at this rate. Right. Uh, let's move on now to uh, 49ers and Cardinals. Uh, San Francisco, 12.5 point favorites on Ben MGM with a total of 48.5. Wow, what a fun game this is going to be. Yeah, I mean, okay, week four, it was 35 to 16. That was the, the four touchdown McCaffrey game. Ayuk went off in only six catches. He had almost 150 yards in that game. Um, and on the losing end, Dobbs was actually good. It was one of those pretty good Dobbs games by the numbers, and they just never had a chance. I have, like, no interest in this game. Do you guys? <laughs> the spread is tough because it's such a big number, but the defense for the Cardinals is so bad. I'm looking at Brock Purdy. I mean, if he wants to be the MVP, he's got to have a big game, right? 251 and a half passing yards. It's kind of interesting, mm-hmm. right? I, I do think that the 49ers will not run as much. Like, if we're going to say okay. Christian McCaffrey under 19 and a half rushing attempts, I think that's a pretty good look. I do expect the 49ers to pass a little bit more. Here's here's a question. Arizona, like, if they were to somehow, some way win this game, which seems incredibly far-fetched, but let's say they were to be competitive, wouldn't it be because of trick plays or just some random stuff they've had in the back of the playbook for a really long time, and now this is the opportunity to showcase it? Because like we talked about before, the Cardinals are not tanking. They want to see what they have in Kyler Murray. So isn't Mm -hmm. this the time of any of these remaining games for Arizona to go to the back of the playbook and just do some random stuff that we didn't even know was a legal play in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. And it, it's a divisional opponent and you want to show mm-hmm. something and they're coming off the bye. They've been sitting around for two weeks thinking about this game and yeah. Yeah. That I think that makes perfect sense to me that mm-hmm. they could do that. Um, they're coming off that win at Pittsburgh. Not, the, the most impressive game, but uh, yeah, I'm just, it's probably going to be a blowout. Probably. I mean, it, may, mm-hmm. it has all the signs of it. As long as San Francisco's interested and they, they treated this like any other week, uh, you would think that they should just be able to take care of business. Right. Brock Purdy over 251 and a half passing yards. He's gone over it nine times. And with a spread this big, I think 
it's one of my this... it might become one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. We could definitely go over that. If if Arizona's in this game, man, Purdy's gonna fall back. Like and, and if Cowboys win at Buffalo, like there's gonna be mm-hmm. some separation there for the MVP race. Absolutely. And it's almost as though like if that happens, that's a good buy low spot for Purdy, right? Because you're not expecting them yeah. to start to hit some kind of a losing streak. Like part of me kind of yep. wishes that that were to happen. Because the Christmas night Baltimore game is on deck. It would yes. be a, a good buy low spot. A hundred percent. Exactly. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, the two-minute drill, where the Eagles will try to do something they haven't done in 15 years. That's right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. QL Daily two-minute drill. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Time now for the two-minute drill. And to guide us on this journey is none other than our fearless leader and the man who scraped the data to put together the Pornhub map. It's Paul Aspen. That was a text from one Joe Ostrowski. For the record, so I'd just like to clear all that up. Him I saw Illinois it on X. I saw it on doesn't mean X. that you didn't scrape the data. Uh, Joe just found fair. it first. Side hustle. Yeah. You know. I was yeah, willing right. to. Well. Yep. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Uh, football, basketball, all sorts of things for this weekend. So let's get through the two-minute drill. And let's start. Let's actually start on the college hardwood. Uh, favorite college hoops bets for the weekend tonight. You got UConn laying five against the Zags tomorrow. Plenty of matchups, uh, Arizona, Purdue, UNC, Kentucky, Bama, Creighton, A&M, Houston, Baylor, Michigan state, KU, IU. You're welcome for that one. Gersh doesn't really belong, but put them all in there. (laughs) Any favorite college hoops bet for the weekend? Oh, see, I was thinking like, wait, what's IU? Which, which school is he talking about there? But, uh, yeah, I'm going – okay, we don't have a number on it yet because the Saturday games aren't up, but it's uh, what I think is going to be one of the more entertaining uh, college hoops games on Saturday. I agree with Mike Rutherford on this one. North Carolina, Kentucky, I want to see how high they go with the number. I'll be playing the over. These defenses, they're, they're like barely top 50 in efficiency so far this season. Kentucky can just – hit three after three um they're number three in the nation in three-point shooting percentage it's gonna be one of those high high scoring affairs back and forth uh so i'm gonna play the over in uh north carolina kentucky all right i'm gonna be betting on an under yukon zag so 
uh, the Huskies have held eight out of 10 opponents to 67 points or less, while the Zags have not allowed an opponent to get over 70 points. So under 151 and a half. I think the Bama-Creighton game looks interesting to me. Again, uh, games haven't all been posted uh, for the Saturday slate, but you look at effective field goal rate for Creighton, second in America at 60.2%. Alabama not far behind at 58.9%. So both are in the top six in the country as far as uh, those great offensive numbers are concerned. And we know under Nate Oates with Alabama, they love to shoot the three. And every now and again, a lot of them are going to go down. So I suspect in a game like this, I'm going to want to play the over, expecting two highly touted offenses to go up against each other. Because it's regular season, is Perdon just going to take care of Arizona? And then they're going to tempt people to talk about them and think about them later in the year. They were or in they, trouble they're against lose. Bama. I mean, it was close uh-huh. for a while. They pulled away at the end, mm-hmm. but Alabama was also red hot, so... So they've uh, got I, Ken Palm has it as a one point game. What right. would you play it if, at Purdue minus one? Would you take Zona? Uh, not an edge either way, honestly. For me, yeah, like I, I lean Zona, but I'm not going to play it. Okay. I thought I saw like some random look ahead or some random book saying Arizona minus one. I would take Purdue right. in that spot. I'd be more than comfortable okay. backing. Yeah, there may be some projection just because Arizona. You know, they can be feisty, but, you know, a lot of the advanced numbers like Purdue a little bit more. So I'd say, like, if Purdue is a one-point favorite, I'd still back the Boilermakers. But beyond that, I wouldn't play. This is a Purdue wins this game sort of spot. And then, yeah, it looks great in March. And (laughs) you never. Uh, All right, let's move on to college bowl games. I'll be honest, I'm not going to throw out any spreads or totals because I have not looked at the board because I am not interested. But, Ed, I know you had some plays you wanted to mention. I don't know if anyone else has any bowl plays for the weekend. Yeah, the Myrtle Beach Bowl to me is fascinating. Georgia Southern going up against Ohio. You look at the Bobcats and a lot of key starters that got them in this position. They are not playing here. Meanwhile, Georgia Southern uh, slightly projected to do okay. When you look at offensive success rate, uh, they haven't been bad at all. But as I take a look at the latest line here, if things will load here, uh, we've got Georgia Southern as uh, three and a half point favorites. To me, that's a little too rich, even though Ohio will be playing with a good number of backups. I still think the backups are more than competent. So I would probably take the points with the Bobcats. All right. I'm going to go Independence Bowl. This number's moved a little bit to uh, Texas Tech favored by three against Cal. Now, a lot of people talking about how the uh, Red Raiders, a lot of the receivers have opted out. But this one is probably going to be more about the run game. And uh, the quarterbacks for both sides are going to be in. Uh, I'm back in Texas Tech. As long as this number stays at three or shorter, I'm fine taking them against Cal. Uh, Good job by Cal, though. I mean, ended up being a a season that those kids are going to remember. They went on a run there in their last three games to to get to a bowl game. But uh, I'm taking Texas Mm -hmm. Tech in the spot. All right. Miak and Swack, the celebration bowl. Howard versus Florida A&M. So I really wanted to back the home team for me, Howard here. But the more I looked into it, Howard's offense is better. But on defense, Florida A&M really has a much bigger advantage. So I'll say Florida A&M covers the six and a half. So All weird, right, too, back. UCLA Boise State, real quickly, has a total of 48 mm-hmm. and a half. Doesn't that seem low to you guys? 
Like, isn't this a great Chip Kelly? Like, hey, we're going to showcase what our offense can do and just run a bunch of random stuff that Boise State isn't prepared for. Give me the over in that one. All right. A similar number, obviously different kind of brand of football, but 47.5 is the total in Eagle Seahawks. On Monday Night Football, as we go back to the NFL, a lot of threes popping up across the board. Eagles minus three at Seahawks. That number is coming down. From three and a half, some four and a halfs earlier in the week. Eagles have not beaten the Seahawks in 15 years. Do they get back on track on Monday Night Football? Side total prop. Any bet for Monday Night Football before we talk about it in full on Monday, Joe. That's kind of wild. Same conference. Right? 15 years between these two teams. I don't think it's meaningful, but it's uh, just an, an intriguing uh, nugget that we got there. Um, look, I... So, because it's Monday, the first day of uh, the practice report comes out on Thursday. And for Seattle to come out and say that Geno Smith had a limited workout in the first practice of the week for them makes me think he's going to play on Monday. Then he, He's going to be fine. It's a huge game for them. Uh, we know what you're getting with the Drew Locke experience. But this number's come down a little bit, down from four to three and a half. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if we do uh, get some scoring. I think you were alluding to that when you uh, you jumped to the total. Uh, there, but man, I mean, if Gino's out there against this Philly secondary, like we've seen spots where Seattle can put up some points. We saw it a couple weeks ago in that Dallas game. I I like Seattle as long as it's more than a field goal, and as long as we get Gino, hopefully uh, we'll have clarity by the time we get to Monday's show. And I like the Eagles minus three. This feels like a really good buy low spot on Philly. They've lost a couple games. Seahawks have lost four in a row. The Eagles have to get right. And I think they have a great opportunity here Monday night against a struggling Seahawks team. I do not trust either defense in this game. I can't. Do we believe that the Seahawks defense can contain whatever Jalen Hurts wants to do? whether it's the tush push or draws or something deep to A.J. Brown. Doesn't matter what it is. I don't trust the Seahawks to contain that. And I don't trust this Philly secondary either. You're going up against some phenomenal receivers in Seattle. Like, do you really think that this unit can contain all of them or most of them in key spots? Absolutely not. Total 47 and a half. I think that's more than reasonable here. Now, I do want to see Geno Smith out there, and I do want to see a a pretty stout play action attack. But assuming both things occur, we're going over this number. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I I didn't see that the entire market moved to three. I would not take Seattle plus three. Oh, man. This Mm -hmm. everything you laid out. Yeah, that's that's a strong case. The over for this one. Mm -hmm. Another prime time over. We're flipping them. Let's do it. Joe and Troy like will be happy. It's been like Seahawks win this game. They save their playoff hopes. I mean, they actually could if they somehow pull us off. Titans, Steelers, mm-hmm. Cardinals after that. Uh, let's go to Saturday. So Saturday and Sunday leaders are split this week. So let's look at the Saturday leaders in the NFL. Passing, receiving, rushing. Some of your favorites. And we can just lump them all together. Same. Not a ton of value in the passing market, obviously. Um, and then most receiving yards. Michael Pittman Jr. is your favorite at 4-1. to one. Co-favorite with Justin Jefferson. And then rushing, Zach Moss is your favorite at plus 225. I'm actually going under his prop at 75.5 against the Steelers. But any name, value names on either any of these categories for Saturday? Yeah, I was... Uh... I found one for each that I find kind of interesting looking for value plays. 
So we keep uh, bringing up, and it, there's a reason we keep mentioning it, how awful the Lions defense has been. I'm not surprised that Goff is the favorite here at plus 225 to be Saturday's passing later between these six and, you know, back home in the Dome and all that. But if the defense is so awful, shouldn't we consider Russ? Like, that's just where I'm at in this game. And for the second and third favorite to be in the lowest total game of the day, it doesn't make much sense to me. So I feel like the quarterback market is out of whack. Six to one for Russell Wilson against a bad Lions defense. Maybe that one ends up being some kind of a shootout. So I like that one. Highest total of the day. As far as the receiving, uh, we talked about the good matchup potentially for Minnesota. And it's not Jefferson. It's maybe Mullins is looking for Hawkinson all day. And that's been a bad matchup. Bad matchup for the Bengals defense uh, going up against tight ends. Hawkinson to uh, lead in receiving yards is 11-1. to And as far as rushing, I'm just going to take a shot. If you think the, the uh, Bengals are going to be playing from out in front, look at the guy that's been getting a lot more work. And he has some explosion, some wiggle. Chase Brown, 30-1 to for your rushing leader on Saturday. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yes, this is a tough one. I mean, I can see the case for golf. There's not really anyone else I like in terms of the value for passing leader. So I guess golf or nothing. Uh, in terms of receiving, though, I do like the Cortland Sutton look at 11 to 1. This guy's been on a tear. Mm-hmm. And you talked about the Lions defense. The Broncos defense has been terrible, too, but the Lions have been bad as of late. So Cortland Sutton, I think there's some good value at 11 to 1. Rushing, hmm. I honestly don't really have anything here either. I'm not going to force it. And the clock has expired unless I get to get my picks in. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead. Start it. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, right. Just reset it. It's fine. Uh, okay, uh, passing leader. I, I The dogs, I think, can bark in this one, and that's probably why you're finding some value here. Nick Mullins, you don't have to like him as a quarterback, but you can like that he has Justin Jefferson. He might make that connection work and become the passing leader that way, and that's fine. Plus 350, there's value there. Um, Receiving, again, Jefferson 4-1. to I don't necessarily hate that look. May also be something where, because uh, the Steelers' passing attack has been anemic, but George Pickens is the deep threat. Maybe at 20-1, to there's something there. And then finally for rushing... Because the Broncos are, you know, sizable dogs at plus four, plus three and a half, I do wonder if, say, the game script is such to where they can run the ball a good bit more. Maybe Javante Williams at plus 750 offers us some value because we are expecting the pass because they're from behind. But if they're not, then Williams is going to go off. I want a better number on Judy, to be honest, but a 20 to 1 can't pull the trigger on that. Similar thought process, though. Uh, Sunday, most passing yards, receiving yards, rushing yards. Cowboys are a lot of your favorites. Dak, plus 450, most passing yards on Sunday. CeeDee Lamb, 5 to 1 for most receiving yards. Then your favorite for most rushing yards is Kyron Williams at plus 330. What jumps out in those markets? 
Mm. They just post these, huh? Yeah. Yeah, those are those yeah. are not in there. <laughs> I gotta pull these up. Well, it wasn't up right. in the middle of the show. It's so it just got it just got up. Uh, yeah, passing leader. Hmm. Looking for value. Did anything jump out to anyone? I just got Kyler in a comebacks nope. like garbage yard sort of thing. Uh, I guess Purdy, the, you know passing Purdy? defense that's beatable. Purdy's at Pur- plus nine fifty. Yeah, in that matchup as the fifth favorite, what he is right now feels like he could. Oh, look at my guy Sam Howell. Number two favorite? What? Yeah. But no points on the Rams? Let's let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, some of the other ones, like Trevor Lawrence, he's going to deal with conditions. Uh, Flacco, no, against an improving Bears defense. Same thing with Lamar and the weather. Like, the bottom half, it is tough to land on someone. Uh, yeah, that's tough. Probably go Purdy, I guess. Cardinals are so Davis. bad defensively. What about mm-hmm. Davis Mills against a poor Titans secondary? I don't know if he it's poor. That's mostly not. No, I, I think in terms of like defensive play design, like they showed me something in that last game. Like it's overall not talented. They need better players, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they contain Davis Mills. Yeah, to our I know that's why I couldn't, I couldn't pull the trigger on Houston. Right. Commanders wise, if you're going to talk how Terry is 25 to 1, Curtis Samuel 90 to 1, if they're putting up yards against that Rams pass defense, which has been better but susceptible. One of the highest totals of the day. Like, yeah, that's what you're looking for. Sure. Brandon Cooks 80 to 1. Maybe he's the guy instead of CeeDee Lamb. I love that look. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Our lightning bets for the weekend. That's coming right up here on the BetQL Network. <laughs> We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Are you ready for the most interactive sports gambling show? Introducing BetQL Send It In with PJ. Are you ready for the most interactive sports gambling show? Introducing BetQL Send It In with PJ Glasser. We want to hear from you. Send It In is about your picks, your trends, and your fades. Share your thoughts, predictions, and your best daily best bets with the Send It In community. Set your reminders, mark your calendars, and get ready to send it in on weekday afternoons at 1 Eastern on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. On your home for wagertainment, the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Welcome back to Becky Well Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. We will get to our lightning bets in just a bit. But first, guys, I wanted to workshop something with you. Uh, let me know what you think and talk it through, and then we will get to our lightning bets. And it's one of these weird things where, because football season is oh so important to us, prior to the start of it, we have more than a couple of meetings where we float around segment ideas and cool creative things to do so that uh, long meeting our best long yes. meetings <laughs> tons of long meetings 
arduous uh-huh. meetings. Uh, this one won't last nearly as long, obviously, because, uh, you know, segments are timed here in radio. Uh, but I did come up with one idea last night. And even though it is week 15 of the NFL season, better late than never. Don't exactly mm-hmm. know what this would consist of, but I love the name. And here it is. Tucker Tuesdays. <laughs> what what, do, what, do, we what do? do we do? On Tucker, what do we so, do? Yeah, what do we do with? Yeah, that's what do we that's do the that? question. Uh, do we pick somebody just some random game? Somebody and did have Tucker eat out of said dog bowl. <laughs> somebody did tweet me about yeah, is he going to be making picks on the show? Like I got all sorts of messages. I'm surprised you didn't name your your dog Parlay or Booster or something like that. Bonus, um, yeah, man, I. <laughs> I told people to, that Tucker wanted to see pics of their dogs. People love to share pictures of their dogs. Let me just tell you, I'm still getting pictures Aww. of dogs in the mentions. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I, I was thinking, like, what could we do? Especially with a 10-week-old puppy where it's hard to get them to really do much. I don't. I think mm-hmm. he's starting to know his name. But, yeah, what do we do? Do we put, okay, Team A in this bowl, Team B in this bowl, in the first bowl that he goes for? Because I... I don't know how else you would do it. To pick a side or something or what? Tucker yeah. Tuesdays. Like whatever say we say we is our game of the NBA week. NBA dog, college basketball dog, whatever's going on on Tuesday. It's got to be our Maybe. favorite dog. I think NFL size would be interesting day. because the NFL is so mm-hmm. tough. It's A lot of it's like flip a coin sometimes and crazy things happen. I wonder how he mm-hmm. would do like in the playoffs, you know, you know picking games. Right. Let's do it. Do I need a picture of the logo to see which side he goes to, or, or do we want to do food? Or, or I like food and just have like names of teams on post-it notes, so we don't have yes. to, you know, make this too nuts. But Dude, he's a beast. If you that food, if he knows you're getting it, yeah, he's mm-hmm. going crazy for it. But right. yeah, we'll do Aww. something. I think we okay. for for social purposes and for people that actually to watch it, like people watch a video clip of a dog doing anything, especially if they're oh, cute. Yeah. So we mm-hmm. should. I'll, I could film it. Capitalize on his puppyhood and get him on our social media. <laughs> While yes. you're cute and small. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, now, don't stack the deck or anything, Joe. Like when you're, uh, you know, shooting it on your phone, don't like lean in one direction. If uh, there's or a knowing, side you want Tucker to go in, or knowing he likes certain food, like he's going for that first, put that one on the Bill side instead of the Cowboy side. Uh, when they went to the vet the other day, it was fourteen pounds. Oh, jeez, fourteen. Look at that. <laughs> Look at yeah. that. Is that a lot oh, for nine, ten weeks? Well, golden retriever, like I mean, he's gonna he's be gonna be fungus when he's an adult. He's gonna, oh. Yeah, and he's a boy, and and he was uh, one of the bigger ones in the litter. So mm-hmm. yeah. I, he'll probably be over a hundred, right? Yeah, um, buck twenty. Yeah. My wife brought him to my daughter's dance class yesterday, and somebody needed to watch Tucker, and then. A, the boy that dances there was like, oh, I'll watch him. I have a golden retriever. It's like, yeah, mine's 100 pounds. And so, you know, to hold a, a, one like this size, it's just they haven't done that in a long time. People love to do yeah, right. it. Pro, yeah, he's pro, I don't know. I was hearing 80, but the more I hear from other people, I'm like, mm, might be closer to 100. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. 
Oh, that's fair. All right. Time now for lightning bets. Uh, here are my five favorites for the weekend. I mentioned before my alternate spread of the week. Cowboys minus one and a half at plus 124. So that will be my first lightning bet. Which offense do you trust more despite the conditions? It's got to be the Cowboys. Which offense do you trust more against the defenses who will be playing in this ballgame? It's got to be the Cowboys. Like at some point, this Bills defense is <laughs> injured as it is. This is going to be a problem the rest of the way. And as much as I respect Josh Allen and as much as he can have a good game against a really good Cowboys defense, I can't see Josh Allen outplaying Dak Prescott in a contest like this. And so that's Mm -hmm. how I arrived at alt spread minus one and a half for the Cowboys. Next up, some wise words from the great Maya Angelou. When someone shows you who they are, believe them the first (laughs) time. The Falcons have a minus 9.6% pass rate over expected consumer sports. They say they want to run the ball, so believe them. Bijan Robinson over 14 and a half rushing attempts. Next up, Matt Stafford under 33 and a half pass attempts. We had John Daigle on the show earlier on, and uh, he made a really good point that once the Rams have a lead, it's all about running the football, and I believe that 100%. This is going to be about Kyron Williams and company once they have a comfortable lead over Washington, and you know they will. I like Rams minus 6.5, so give me Stafford under 33.5 pass attempts. Next, David Njoku over 40.5 receiving yards. It might be small sample size theater, but even with the great strides this Bears defense has had, over the last four weeks, they've been average defending short passes. So even without play action, I think Joe Flacco can have options there. I can see some Njoku screens working out going for chunk plays. So I think 40 and a half is a reasonable number. And then finally, Mm -hmm. DeAndre Hopkins, longest reception over 22 and a half receiving yards. You don't have to like Will Levis, but you still have to respect D-Hop. I think that connection is probably good for a couple of explosive plays. So I think the longest one will go over 22 and a half yards, Joe. All right. No Saints, huh? No, <laughs> is that a GIF? <laughs> wow. That's hilarious. That's a good That's one. That's awesome. You have to send that to oh, me. Oh, he's so uh, cute. <laughs> let's start. I'll, I'll start with Saturday. I'm going to take Pittsburgh as a short dog, plus one and a half right now at the moment. At Indianapolis, perfect get-right spot. The impactful players in defense are healthy. Yeah, I, I'll, I will bet against Minshew. And company, give me the Steelers. They've got to they got to get this one if they want to stay in the playoff hunt. All right, moving to Sunday. It's a short number, so I'm going to take the Falcons against Carolina minus three. Like, come on, all you got to do is cover the three. Now we'll we'll see the state of the offensive line. That's a bit of a concern, but like like I'd mentioned, they're going to run the ball. That's going to be the plan going in. And as as long as that O line is somewhat healthy, they they should be fine. Uh, let's see. Um, it's the last six that's available. BetMGM has it. The market's moving to five and a half. So you, you'll probably want to act quickly if you want this. But um, Giants plus six at New Orleans. Interesting. Some Giants money coming in on this Friday. Saints are favored by way too much. Don't trust this team at all. And for them to win by margin, you've got to be kidding me. I was not on this yesterday, but I landed here today. Give me the Bears plus three. Bears plus three at Cleveland. It's gonna be it's gonna be too much as far as the injuries that the Browns are dealing with on that offensive line. We know they they're gonna want to run the ball. The Bears run defense is strong. 
I, I think this is going to be a one-possession game. Give me the Bears plus the points. And we're going to end with the Buffalo Bills. Let's go, Bills. Keep it rolling. Take a big jump in the in the playoff standings over in the AFC. Give me the Bills minus two at home against the Cowboys. All right. Well, you've convinced me that the Bears have been playing good ball. They've caught fire. But I also like the other team. I love me some Joe Flacco. Hey, However, I landed on Justin Fields. Pass plus rush, 245 and a half. I had another prop that I decided to scratch off the list. I'm having a tough time coming up with some props this week. But, okay, I had Rasheed Rice over 56 and a half. He's gone over it seven times, but I am scratching it off the list. I'm going Rams minus six and a half versus the Commanders. This is this Commanders team is dead to me. The Rams are rolling, and so I'm going to correlate that with Stafford over 267 and a half passing. He has been on a roll lately, and if they are going to crush the Commanders and take advantage of this bad Washington defense, I think both of those are the play. Falcons minus three. I'm not going to overthink this. This is the Panthers here that we're talking about. Minus three. Yes. I'll be on that and correlating that with Drake London over 51 and a half. Bonus bet. Brock Mm. Purdy plus 950 as your passing leader. Nice. All right. Uh, I am with Joe. I'm with you. And I think Aaron uh, on the... Oh, no. I think it's just Joe on the Steelers. I'm on Steelers plus one and a yeah. half. Uh, also, Warren. Uh, Colts, fifth most rushing yards allowed to running backs. Fifth most receiving yards allowed. 27th versus the run over the past month in EPA per play. 30th success rate. Uh, also, fifth most rushing yards allowed to QB. So, Mitch could uh, use his legs a little bit. But uh, Jalen Warren, rush plus receiving yards over 68 and a half. To go with that, Pittsburgh plus one in that game. With you on the Giants, Saints should not be laying six to anyone in the world. Giants plus six. Let's keep it rolling, Tommy DeVito. Uh, Bill's money line. Been saying for about a month now, heading oh. to that bye week, I was going to do the rollover thing. So we did plus 125 last week, taking everything, including the original bet, rolling over the Bill's money line minus 130 this week. And let's roll it all the way to the playoffs, even though we're going to get some terrible prices in the next couple weeks. And be you. The Chiefs have been BU'd. Give me the Patriots. Plus eight and a half. Oh! Would I? Wow! Chiefs are in a bad, bad way. And when they win by 30, oh well, don't come for me. I don't, now that we're back at eight, eight and a half, I don't, I don't hate it. Um, That seven and a half was wild. What? Public dog. Patriots are, well, at BetMGM, which is a sharp book, obviously. (laughs) <laughs> I don't want a sharp book. You're such a company. Jake's man. Royals. I love it. That, right. Making moves. Yeah, I'm thinking the for watching Royals Ale Central. It's time. You did it? Okay. Of course. Uh, thanks for watching and listening to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Next up is Jim Rome. If you're listening, for those watching on Twitch and YouTube, stay tuned for the Daily Tip. Have a great weekend, everybody.